One, two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. This is your host, Scott Needham. Super excited because sometimes when I get a good guest, I have to chase them. And this is one of those instances. I came across John Cavendish's company, Prosper, this year. I highlighted them on my newsletter. I was like, this is interesting. You know, they're doing something new. And we're going to talk about one of the weirdest pain points of selling on Amazon. If it, this pain point didn't exist, I think it would be better for the consumer. Welcome, John, to the podcast. Hi, Scott. Thank you for having me. So on a conversation today, I was talking about the FTC case where the US government is going after Amazon on a few pain points. I feel like they kind of missed the mark of like things that actually could hurt the consumer. I can make an argument that the broken seller support system, that's when you submit cases to Amazon to get things resolved, actually hurts the end customer more than some of the things that they pointed out. That's because when it comes to your catalog on Amazon, getting things to look the way that you want, especially if you're a brand owner and like you just can never get it to look right, like that disrupts the user experience. The consumers are not getting good content and I think seller support is broken and I think that hurts the consumers. So that's my random segue into the conversation. Selling on Amazon, it's just this meme that seller support kind of sucks. When did you like get that first feeling that you're like, this seller support is not my guy? Yeah, I started as a seller back in 2015 and we grew super quickly. And you know, whenever we were scaling, whenever we were doing a lot with the platform, everything always took longer than it should. But back then, it was so much better than it was now. So like seller support over time has been kind of heading downhill. But why I wanted to solve this problem when we started Seller Candy was because like I had a full service agency for a couple of years and trying to deliver that out, the outcome that everyone comes to when they're not an Amazon seller, they're just a brand. Everyone wants to sell X amount on Amazon, but not everybody can do it. But I had talked to 500 people that year and everybody was having issues with seller support. Like nobody was like, oh yeah, this isn't a problem with my Amazon business. Everyone was like, yeah, getting things done on Amazon is the hardest thing. So that's why we wanted to tackle this problem and why I wanted to tackle this problem. Mm -hmm. You talked to 500 people. What do you think is like biggest problem with seller support? Like the one thing that are like, I just can't get this done. Good question. It used to be that it was the complex stuff, like plans of action, getting some, getting up to somebody who could do something. As you were saying though, these days, like just getting content updated or pushing things through or pushing updates has become a bit of a battle. So it's almost the small stuff is just taking time. Like when I talk to our sellers. Well, you know, a lot of times you get rerouted to different departments and like, you're like, oh, where does yeah. this go? I don't know how to get negative reviews removed that violate the terms of service. Those are some examples that I've had recently. I've been in this game for a while. I've been a personally a part of a few thousand support cases. If you include yeah. some donations that I've made, we're talking probably tens of thousands of support cases. Yeah. So some stuff gets done but some stuff just kind of doesn't. I think the most frustrating actually might be on the content. Like no one wants to like spend forever, like just updating images and bullet points or whatever, just to see it get removed. So why is Amazon so bad with it? And why is like seller support bad at helping? I mean, there's kind of two things. So at 2019, Amazon moved from training people to solve problems to using their workflow system 
which is basically like a wiki system where put the query in the top and they follow the tree down and they copy and paste the answer at the bottom. And their KPI is to not go off script. So they get around eight minutes to answer a ticket and they have to follow this workflow script to the end, copy and paste it. So what we do to solve that problem is we hire people pre-2019. Basically, we hire people that are trained prior to that from Amazon support centers. And we see ourselves as like a doctor connecting the different departments in Amazon and saying, these guys said this, these guys said that, this is what you need to do to fix it. I was slightly off topic for the content because the content, what we do is we do flat files, flat file updates, and then get Amazon to flash and refresh the listing. We try and avoid talking to Amazon as much as possible. Right, right, right. You're telling me an Amazon support agent, when they get a query that comes in, they have to go through a flow themselves. Yeah. And do their agents get it wrong or do they kind of ever get like the end result wrong? Like, Yes. Basically, it's just that's why you get the same repetitive template that's wrong back every time. It's because they don't have a set answer for that or they go down the wrong workflow and they copy and paste it. But they copy and pasted it. Have you kind of modeled their workflow? Like, are you familiar with like the different steps? We don't use their workflow because we hire the people that were trained prior to that. So we hire people that know how to solve the problem. So we hire the pre-29 agents from Amazon support centers in the Philippines. We give them a better job. We let them work from home. And then we let them solve the problems because we hire the people who are frustrated with that system. Right. How many, how many support agents does Amazon have? A very good question. It keeps changing. I mean, we know that the BPOs that we hire from have a couple of hundred in each of them. So I think it's safe to say it's in the thousands. Do you know if it's in the tens of mm. thousands? If you had a guess? Not tens of thousands in the Philippines. Over the rest of the world, it could be. But I actually don't know. It's a very good question. I made a joke when I went to Amazon's Accelerate event. I was like, if they just put the 500K they spent on AV here, if they just put that into seller support, that'd just be greatly appreciated. It's the single easiest thing to dunk on is yeah. Amazon seller support. I see it all the time and then just everyone loves it. We've all been through this crazy stuff. So they've moved to this more templated thing. You don't feel like it delivers better results than it did before. No. And 500K wouldn't scratch the surface. 500K would be like, you know, like a few support agents. Like we spend right, like right. seven I, figures a year on stuff. I was just having fun. Good. I do know they spend more on it, but like, it's got one of the worst reputations of any part of Amazon. You know, most people just like want to like figure out like, how do I just deal with this? How do I just like turn this into like getting my business results? Exactly. And just going around in circles adds no value to anyone. From my point of view, the reason they did it is because they want to systemize and automate. So you can hire people, you plug them into the system, you get them up to speed in two to four weeks. And that means staff turnover is not an issue so much and you can scale more quickly uh, or replace them with AI because legitimately now why not just replace it with ai you're going to get probably a very similar quality product on the question answer but then they have to redesign the whole system so it really depends how far along the path they are because i'm sure they're trying to do that right do you have any idea how many like different like seller support departments there are you know you got like brand registry and some of them might be like on content some of them might be on you know ip i don't know i don't know how like do you have any idea how like, Amazon's structured internally with their support? We do internally at Seller Candy. I mean, I've brought on Arvin from our team. Maybe I can send him across sometime. He can sort of talk super technically about how the departments interact, how we get things done with tickets in between the departments. But to be honest, it, everything's changing so much that I don't keep up with how all the changes are, but we have 
you know, 55 agents who are doing that all day, every day. And we've kind of blown over this, but like, there's a reason why, like, I'm asking you these questions and that you know the seller support system is like, you guys have a very unique offering as kind of a layer between the seller and seller support, where one of the business that you're offering is like, hey, give us your cases, give us your problems, we'll get it solved for you. You don't have to deal with seller support anymore. We know the machine. We know this. And I just think that's like so funny, but like obviously it resonates with people. Yeah, 100%. I also, when I was starting the business, like will anybody be into this? Will this work? Because, you know, it's the new model. No one else is doing this in the Amazon space. People doing it in other spaces, like maybe like HubSpot or in um, WordPress. But yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. We grew so quickly in the first couple of years and just by solving the problem of never having to talk to seller support again. So we have our own portal, people log in, they tell us what they want to happen and our team just owns that outcome, taking it all the way from, from somebody submitting it to us to resolution, whatever that may be. Now, do you find that certain type of seller like this works better for? Like, let's say we can even classify sellers, sellers that like, don't have virtual assistants and sellers that do there's like private label and there's resellers who do you think like really like gets the most value out of your service it really depends on scale more than business model and what they use us for so if they're um, private label it tends to be if you're scaling up you're having issues that are coming and going so issues updating your content getting things fixed plans of action like stuff that's really getting stuck in your account for oa sellers or wholesale or resellers or wholesale sellers like tend to have a lot of account health issues. So protecting account health, raising these issues, figuring out why they've happened and getting them removed. So you do account health support, is that right? Yeah, we'll handle anything technical in the back of your account. So anything that's not performance related, so that's not PPC or content creation, we will do anything. I didn't realize that. That makes you more dangerous or effective because POAs, they're stressful and some people don't know how to like not everyone's like a great writer or problem solver for like to what Amazon is looking for. And do you offer that a la carte or is it like when you're part of this service, you get access to that? Yes, I mean, we write POAs all day as part of our service. So the way we work, it's on a productized service model. So it's on a flat fee per month, just like a software. Okay. And, and that means that our price is so much lower than, you know, someone else in the industry, you want a POA, what's that like? Two grand, 1500 bucks? And they may even charge you by how, like, <laughs> what leverage they have over you. I've been given some quotes that are pretty high because our business was large and we were suspended. And so they're like, yeah. all right, we've got them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I'm not going to like throw anyone other, under the bus, but there's been some times that like I would have paid anything. And there's some times that I'm like, mm, no, I'm going to nickel and dime this. Well, I mean, because we do it as a subscription model, it's a month-to-month subscription or an annual if you want to stay for longer. It's like we can predict our revenue, so we don't need to charge massively high fees for that. We just include it as part of the service because we have a predictable business model as opposed to having to chase revenue every single month. So that's as a business how we do it for much better pricing and like we own so much of that stuff for our clients. To answer your question as well about size of business, so anyone that's actually making money, so anything over 25, 30K a month and up, because you're not going to get long-term value from us. You will fix a few things for you if you want to fix stuff, and then you'll probably come and go. But if you're scaling and you're over 30K a month, then you'll stay for longer. Love it. 
do you think that Amazon is going to solve seller support? This is the million dollar question. Hopefully the $20 million question. <laughs> not in the short term. Not unless they can make it self-serve in some kind of way with AI. Because there's more sellers all the time. And these are issues that can't be solved unless you make it self-service, in my opinion. And I'd almost argue that like people have weaponized seller support. You can attack your competitors in a clever, weird way. Though. I don't know. Stuff, get, stuff happens. And I can see it getting weaponized further. Like when I'm saying weaponized, that like, you know, you can do things to competitor brands and listings and whatever, and stuff happens. And maybe even some of these people were manipulated or uh, there's been an accounts of fraud where like money's been transferred from support agents to get what they want. I don't know. I'm just going wildly speculative here, but to reaffirm that the bigger Amazon gets doesn't necessarily make this easier to solve with money. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, I love what you're doing. I think you found something interesting. Now, if someone wants to get some value out of Seller Candy without joining full-time your offering, you were talking to me about earlier about this like little ask portal that you have. Yeah, so we realized that everyone's ready to join Seller Candy, but people have issues. You know, things come up in the future that like they have a question, they're not quite sure how to fix something, they don't want to go onto Facebook or a forum and ask a question because they'll just get a million DMs from VAs and also just loads of different style answers. So what we did to give back to the community and also to bring people in when they hear about this podcast or any podcast is we created another portal, which we call Ask Seller Candy. For a while in beta, it was called Ask Candy. But if you don't have very good pronunciation, that sounds totally wrong when you, when you stream through it really, really quickly. <laughs> so I, I, I mixed I mix that name. So what it means is rather than subscribing and us fixing everything for you, because what we are is a service that actually goes in and fixes this stuff, like calls Amazon, Creates flat files, creates flat files, creates cases. Um, you can ask us the question, and we will just answer the question and tell you how to do it for free. Like we'll do two questions a month. You can ask us anything. We'll give you a step by step of how to fix that issue or how we would fix that issue. Yeah, tell you how to do it, and then obviously we'll say if you want us to fix it, we can, but we should to fix it. Yeah, yeah, that's sellercandy.com/ask. Ask with a K, not yeah. not two S's. Did we miss anything from your end? The only thing that popped back into my head when we were talking was you asked about how we'd fit into it as people already have VAs. So, you know, for our clients to have their agencies or sellers with VAs, we do the stuff that they can't trust their VA to. So they're something, the high level stuff, the fixes, they give us the VA access to our portal as well as them. They, their VA can raise cases from the more complex stuff. We just take care of like, that stuff, which is like a battle with seller support, where if you haven't done this all day, every day and 75,000 tickets this year, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Now, there's a new place that like, I don't know, I see a lot of activity here. That's variation pages. You know, Amazon mm. breaks them up. Is seller support, is that the way to fix them? Or like sometimes I've heard people fix it and then as soon as it gets fixed, it gets broken. Yes. So feed files are the way to fix it. Flat files. Okay. I've got a feeling that like, even then, like sometimes there's just like reoccurring problems. Yeah. Like chronic issues. Have you ever been able to get to the bottom of some things like that have felt like that? Yes. So we've had lots of these kind of reoccurring chronic issues. If there's any specific cases, I could probably come back to you with some specific cases. <laughs> but basically, we fix it, it breaks, we fix it, it breaks. So we keep calling and raising it to seller support to figure out if we can, can understand why. I actually think that you could build an interesting 
marketing case of like, hey, here's a chronic problem that we saw. We solved it. Like I'd reshare that. That sounds interesting. Maybe it's hard to present, but that's kind of the reason that we're also talking is because it does feel like seller support in general is a chronic problem. Definitely one of the unfun parts of selling on Amazon, but one of the fun ways to criticize Amazon. Yes. Yeah, that sounds a good idea. I'll get our team to put something together that you can share. Perfect. Well, hey, John, thank you for jumping on the podcast. You guys showed up at AMZ United, the event that we put on. So thank you for coming and being a part of it. And also, you know, it's like helping the community. It looks like you have a very interesting business and maybe even some of the best seller support talent out there. I hope so. We interview hundreds and hundreds of people. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, John. And that's the pod. We'll wrap up there. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. One, two, three.